Hello, and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. I am Sister Andrew, and I am back after a long time of not recording, so this seems to be a trend. Um, Maybe in the future, in the summers, I'll just take a break, because I always think I'm going to have more time in the summers to record, and I never do. So whoever's listening to this, thank you for listening, and if you have any suggestions for other topics or anything else you want to hear, make sure to leave a comment, and I always look at those. Thank you for listening. Today, I wanted to share with you all just a little bit about how we can search in lots of different places to be healed, and how we really don't have to look that far and wide a lot of times to receive what we're looking for, but we think that we do. It's kind of like a paradox. But I don't know about you, but I can speak for myself and people that I know. But sometimes we we want to be healed from some ailment, from something that's burdening us, from whatever it is. We want healing, we want restoration, we want peace, we want interior freedom. All of these things come through healing. And we look everywhere for it, right? We're ready to, to go anywhere, to do anything, to go visit anyone even sometimes to pay any amount you know for to get relief from either a physical pain or an emotional pain or, or anything we just want to be restored we want to be quote unquote normal you know I'll, I'll catch myself saying that like I don't want to deal with this problem I just wish things were normal and we're willing like I said to go anywhere for this you know if, if somebody said you know, someone in the next town over or across the country or even in another country had the remedy for our problem, we would go there. We would try to figure out a way to go. And, but I want to propose that some of what we're searching for, we already have, and it's just not being um, tapped into the right way. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but this is a little different perspective. And I would say the source of a lot of our healing, the source of being restored, the source of our wholeness, the source of knowing fully who we are, is rooted in our baptism. And I'm sure for many of us, if if you're Catholic, if you're Christian, many of us were baptized as babies or as very young children, and we don't remember that baptism. We, we don't. And... One of the priests was giving a homily the other day, and he mentioned that a line in the rite of baptism that's said to the godparents of the baby that's being baptized is that they're asked to keep the flame of God alive in the hearts of the child being baptized. So can you keep the flame of God alive in their hearts? And this is beautiful because this this flame of God, this flame of love, everything is is in our hearts from our baptism whenever our baptism was and we didn't do anything to receive it we didn't have to do anything you think of a little baby everything is done for them done to them you know you don't have to do anything to receive baptism i mean as an adult you have to profess the faith but then, but that's all. You just say, I believe in these things, and baptism is given as a complete gift. And 
I know sometimes in my own journey of healing, I've gotten into the routine of thinking, oh, if I just, maybe if I pray these certain prayers, or if I do this certain thing, or if someone else prays with me, this specific person, then, then I'll get healing. Or if I go on this retreat or that experience, you know, then that's where I'll get healing. And really that that's focused on me doing everything. And I don't know if any of the rest of you have this problem. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> um, but I suspect that some of our listeners do struggle with this same problem. I think it's a pretty common problem, especially in the United States. In America, we're taught to be self-sufficient, to be independent. And these are good things. You know, it is good to be able to do things for ourselves. But when it comes to faith and our belief and and the sacraments, we don't do anything to earn them. We receive them, and they're a total gift. So I've been praying probably for the last six months um, with an image that's found in the, I think it's called the National Shrine of John Paul II. It's in Washington, D.C., and they have a, a chapel there that has mosaics of the Luminous Mysteries of the Rosary. So the Luminous Mysteries of the Rosary were introduced by John Paul II to the greater church. And the first Luminous Mystery is the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan. So St. John the Baptist is baptizing Jesus. And it's it's a really simple image of, of that action. And I've been praying with it for a while and I'll see if there's a link to it online, I'll put a link. I don't. I haven't been able to find one. I have a postcard with the image, and that's what I've been praying with. So if anyone finds this image online, you can let me know because I would love to be able to share it with more people. And the mosaic is from done by a priest named Father Marco Rupnik, and he does mosaics as an art form, and they're beautiful. But it just strikes me that in this image, Jesus is just standing there. He looks to be completely still, his eyes are closed, and he's just standing there. And John the Baptist is the one doing anything. His arms are moving, he's looking at Jesus, he's pouring the water over Jesus' head for the baptism. And that's what baptism is for us. Like, it's a complete gift that we just have to receive. Now in that moment, and in the moment of our baptism, we could have stepped away from the baptism, especially if you were an adult being baptized, you could have decided, no, I'm not going to do it. And that's your choice. You have to let yourself be baptized. And Jesus's baptism, now people will say like, Jesus didn't need to get baptized. He's God, right? He didn't, he didn't need to get baptized. But in that scripture where John the Baptist is baptizing Jesus, if you can remember, that's when we hear God the Father says at that moment, at the moment of the baptism of Jesus, this is my beloved son. And in our baptism, that's what God the Father says to each of us. He says to you and to me, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter. And that can never change. That never changes. And that's where we find restoration, where we find who we really are, because in that moment of our baptism, we know to whom we belong. We know who we are because we know whose we are. We know that God the Father has claimed us as a son or a daughter. 
and that's forever. And a lot of times, I know at least for myself, when I'm feeling broken or that I don't have everything together or that I, I need deeper healing, it's because I've lost sight of who I am really and I'm trying to do it on my own. I'm trying to prove myself. I'm trying to say, look how good I am to people, see me and get recognition that way. So Jesus's baptism gave us this opportunity to hear these words, to know who we are and whose we are, and to recognize that they're a complete gift from God the Father. Jesus didn't ask God the Father to say them. There was no, at least from what we know, there was no conversation right before this. It just was a spontaneous gift of the Father. So I just want to give some encouragement that the restoration we might be looking for, that we might be longing for, the hope that things can be different, the hope that I can have interior freedom and peace and joy, these are in us and rooted in our baptism. They've always been with us. And we just have to ask for a greater understanding and a greater recognition and outpouring of the gifts of our baptism. And we can ask for that now. And there's also, I know I've done it before in a much earlier episode um, where there was a renewal of our baptismal promises. I'll try to put a link to that up too. You can renew your baptismal promises at any time. And even anytime you enter a Catholic church when there's holy water and we make the sign of the cross with the holy water, that is a small renewal of our baptism. So I encourage you the next time you go into a church, whenever that is, to take a moment. It can just be a few seconds. You don't just stand there forever unless you have time and if nobody else is around, you can do this. But as you bless yourself with the holy water, to ask Jesus in that moment to remind, ask Jesus, remind me who I am and who you are and give me the gifts of my baptism in a greater portion. Like just give me all the gifts, Jesus. And he does, he gives us his gifts. And once we realize, once I've realized, it's not about what I do. You know, I don't have to pray this prayer the exact right way or read this one certain book or have this other person pray over me in a really specific way. I mean, all of those are good things and they can help. <laughs> um, to have somebody pray with you is a beautiful thing and good. You know, to read books that can help us is good. To pray on our own is good, and we need to do those things too. But, but it's not because of those things that we receive these gifts. It's already in us. So it's just an encouragement that the healing we may be searching for, the hope and healing and restoration that we may be searching for, are already in us in our baptism. And just waiting to be drawn out more and to to be lived more fully in our lives. So I pray that grace for all of us and I just want to end with a, a little prayer for all of us right now. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, I thank you for your beloved son, for your beloved daughter who's listening to this right now. I pray that in these days, in these moments, that we might be more aware of the gift of our baptism and that that flame in our heart that was given to us in baptism might be enlivened now, Jesus, and anyone who's listening to this.
and then any parts of our lives that have led us away from the truth of who we are, of your beloved son or daughter, that those might be banished from us now and go to the foot of the cross and never return. And we might be able to live in the truth, in the truth of being a beloved son or daughter. We know who we are because we know whose we are. I pray for the renewal of our baptism and for all the graces that are have lied dormant in our lives that haven't been activated. I pray for an activation of those graces now for anyone who's listening. They might be able to live more fully in the Spirit and in your love and peace and joy. pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. This is a little bit of a shorter episode today, um, but I just wanted to share that with y'all. I am going to be away for a month for a 30-day retreat, but I've already started recording some episodes to play during that time, um, including I'm going to do a novena in preparation for the Feast of St. Padre Pio, which happens in September. And I'll share a little bit more about that in the next episode. But I know I did a novena for Pentecost, and it seemed that that was pretty popular. So y'all can let me know if you like the novenas or not. It'll just be really simple. Each of the nine days, there'll be just a short prayer each day that you all can follow along with. And know that I am always praying for you, and please pray for me as well. Thank you, and God bless you.